Thanks for joining us once again for another edition of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break, welcoming you to another edition of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. I'm telling you right now, I'm excited to see what the team is all about before they head over to China and coming back for the rest of the exhibition season. But here to talk to me today, I've got another outstanding guest. He is the man behind lakersnews.com you got to check out all of his great articles today at lakersnews.com he's got some outstanding in-depth articles in regards to everything lakers it's just truly a pleasure to have him on today's program and i'm hoping he'll want to return after we're done today it's darren levy darren thanks for being part of the show thanks for having me this is going to be great thank you oh no worries no worries just so excited to have you on it's been a good week so far i got to talk to Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net, and now I got you here as well. I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead and explain later on in the program all the great things about LakersNews.com because I've had a chance to peruse your site and all your articles, a lot of great in-depth analysis of the Lakers team, so it's a must for all you Lakers fans out there, but everybody had to start somewhere. And over the past few episodes, to get people warmed up and to understand why we're all Lakers fans, all my guests on the air, I wanted to go ahead and ask them about their backgrounds, how they became Laker fans. And I've heard some great stories so far, and I know you've got one as well. So I want to hear from you, Darren, your story behind on how you became a Lakers fan. Well, there wasn't much choice. It was either going to be the Lakers or the Lakers. You know, I grew up in the Valley. I was a Valley boy. You know, the Clippers actually didn't come around until 1984. So... You know, I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten when, you know, I really grew up in the the Showtime era of the Lakers, where like the best team was Magic, Kareem, Worthy, and Cooper. You know, and quite fr- frankly, we were all totally spoiled as hell to like follow this team. You know, and all we knew was a winning Lakers team. It felt like every year we were playing against the Celtics. You know, there's Larry Bird and Mikhail and Parrish and. You know, sometimes we'd play against the Utah Jazz with Stockton and Malone. And, you know, it's just that all we knew were the Lakers winning. So, you know, eventually when things started to uh, kind of crumble, that's when, you, you know, reality hit. And uh, we knew that the Lakers weren't going to be on top forever. But it was a lot of fun growing up. And, you know, there were no Clippers fans when I was a kid. It just, it was non-existent. So it's kind of funny to see you know, the wide array of Clippers and Lakers fans happening in the city. Well, one of the uh, shows that I do every now and then is with a good friend of mine. He is a Clippers fan, a diehard Clippers fan, Anthony Barbarin, who is a real NBA man in the know. He, he's really knowledgeable on his NBA, but he is an admitted Clipper fan. And I always tell him the story of when I went with a friend back in 1988 to one of their draft parties just for kicks to see what the other half was like at the L.A. Sports Arena. And to tell you, it was amusing, the story there, just seeing how they would try go ahead and pump up. I think that was the Danny Manning number one pick era. So it was kind of funny to see all their optimism that was there. And and But, you know, as a Lakers fan, you could say, hey, you know what? The Clippers are just not happening at that point in time. But they have turned it around as an organization. Things are looking up for them. But we're talking Lakers right now because we think still in many ways that the Lakers are going to outperform a lot of people's expectations. I know the Clippers are earmarked to be a major challenger towards that. I'm not dissuading them in any account, but the Lakers, I think, have looked good so far in training camp. 
I think there's a lot of promise, a lot of hope for them over the course of the season. But I want to hear your thoughts, Darren, on your analysis on how well the team was assembled over the summer. Yes, they did pursue Kawhi. And anybody, even the most diehard of Lakers fan, will tell you that the pursuit of Kawhi was necessary, was something that I think most fans would have kept on pursuing. But because they didn't get Kawhi, they didn't get everybody that they could have gotten because of where they stood in free agency after Kawhi said no to the Lakers. But still, they made some good selections. The management that's responsible for the Lakers and, and Rob Palenka and all that, uh, he made the best out of a what could have been a potentially a bad situation. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't get Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is, you know, arguably the best player in the NBA, arguably. But, you know, to have him and LeBron, you know, and AD, it, it just, it would have been a little ridiculous, in my opinion, to have like that much, that much talent kind of fighting for the ball. I mean, it's going to be hilarious watching the Rockets with, uh, you know, Harden and Westbrook, you know, the last 10 seconds of the game waiting to see, you know, they're both calling for the ball. Just make um, Westbrook shoot three pointers. Oh God. Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. I really can't wait to watch that team. But you asked about, you know, what my analysis was about what was happening over the summer. I mean, it's really amazing to see where we've gone from the end of last season to where we are now between the Magic Johnson debacle and, you know, the public Anthony Davis trade spectacle to where we are now with having, I mean, an incredibly constructed roster. But it was very painful at first with watching essentially dump the entire young core that we've been talking about for the last four years except for Kuzma, to get Anthony Davis. You I mean Kuzma, Puzma, you know, Kuzma and Puma now combined. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd say after a few weeks going by, after the trade happened and seeing the free agent strategy at work, you know, which was, you know, by design, having free agents want, you know, attracting free agents after getting AD, you know, really started to work. And also knowing that we had to trade Lonzo Ball, which I was so happy about because, in, you know, the entire city of L.A. has just had enough of LeVar Ball's BS. But a couple other things I'd point out, you know, I was elated when we finally signed Alex Caruso to a two-year deal, and then we got Avery Bradley to a two-year deal. So it's going to be extremely interesting to see who takes that starting point guard spot. Right now, who, it's, I believe it's Rondo that's working out at training camp so far, but that's not a solidified position. as of No, that's that's not going to be solidified. I mean, he he may start. But, I mean, I think towards the middle, the end of the season, you know, he'll be sitting at the very end of the bench as he was <laughs> last year or uh, not. I'm not going to disagree with you that because, again, I on last week's show, I already had my hot take on Rajon Rondo and, and my good friend TJ Johnson. He and I went back and forth on that. Statistically, it's not a pretty sight when it comes to Rajon Rondo from last year's. I mean, when you get playoff Rondo, that's great. But the problem is you're not going to get playoff Rondo for 50 games a year if you look at it based off of last season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rondo is a great locker room guy. He's he's clearly a great leader. But I think he'd be a good coach because of all the work and preparation and the videos he actually takes a look at in the film room. Yeah, for sure. But again, I mean, Alex Caruso is a huge pickup. I mean, we already had him on that two-way contract, but to get him on a two-year deal, I just, I, I love what that guy brings to the table. He's going to be great. And, and Avery Bradley, and supposedly he's just really doing amazing things right now. Um, the other point to your question is it was just really interesting to see 
you know, unfortunately when Cousins went down with his ACL injury and we picked up Dwight and everyone was just kind of chuckling about it. You know, I was one of the guys laughing at Dwight, the way he kind of exited the team. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun. And I'm rooting for the guy legitimately to see what's going to happen in that center spot. Absolutely. I am interested to see as well. I know he was on the second team in early practices already, but I have a feeling unless LeBron and AD really wanted to be that way, if they're both playing equal, I think Dwight will actually end up in the starting lineup. But again, that's all based off eventually what LeBron and AD say, because they have a, you know right now a similar type of skill set between McGee and Howard. So it's really not going to be that much of a discernation between the both. The only thing is Howard is, I think, a better rebounder, which if you really, truly want a better rebounding in the mix in the starting lineup, I could see that happening. But ultimately, both centers are not going to be there for the crunch time and, and whatnot because you need, like I spoke with Laker Tom on, on our previous podcast, for a death lineup or a crunch lineup in the clutch, you need to go ahead and have Anthony Davis at the five. LeBron playing the four, even though I know he doesn't want to, and and so on. But uh, I, I'm sure you you can agree on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's also going to come down to injury. I mean, one of these guys, you know, there's going to be injuries throughout the season. So, I mean, I, I, I think Dwight Howard and McGee, they play the same position, but I think McGee shoots a little bit better. And as you were saying, Dwight Howard is probably going to be a better rebounder. So, you know, they'll figure out their synergies. It's all funny because – Dwight Howard statistically is one of the greatest pick and roll centers of all time, yet he never likes to pick and roll. So you figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> At least back in the day. So we'll see if his attitude has truly changed. He's truly remorseful and he truly wants to be a part of the Lakers team going forward or else he's on that non-guaranteed contract where they can cut him right away. So that's a good thing for the Lakers in case he gets a little bit ornery or what have you. So we'll keep an eye on Dwight Howard as the season goes on, I'm sure. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But I want to hear your thoughts because they are in training camp now and they're headed to China very soon. Your thoughts over the past week. I know you talked about Alex Caruso, who could be a really great help to the team. Are there any other things in training camp that are standing out to you at the present time? I think the big question for me is, you know, what's the chemistry fit going to be like? Not just with all the players, but, the you know, Coach Frank Vogel, having Jason Kidd there as an assistant head coach. He's obviously going to focus on you know, defensive schemes, but obviously we're not going to know how that chemistry plays out until at least, you know, 10 games into the season. But the things I'm, I'm really looking out for in training camp is what's going on with Kuzma's foot and this stress reaction, because it, it's all trickling into the training camp. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, that the line, there's like this mercy rule going on right now with, with Avery Bradley, Dwight, KCP, LeBron and AD, where nobody else could play against him. And part of that is because the team's kind of paper thin. 
on the bench side, but a healthy Kuzma would be able to challenge those guys with his lineup. So it's a little, what I'm hearing, it's a little lopsided at training camp. So we have to see how that's going to play out, you know, once the starting five guys sit down and how they're going to work up those rotations. Absolutely. Very well said. Once again, I'm talking to Darren Levy. You got to check out all the work that he's doing today at LakersNews.com. It's a great site for news, information, and anything you want to listen and anything you want to read about when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Speaking of your site, LakersNews.com, I want to hear your thoughts on, uh, I'm sure you have your ear to the ground when it comes to what your readers, what your followers are saying about what's going on with the Lakers right now. What is their general outlook on this upcoming season? You know, fans of the site and Laker fans in general are, they're very critical and fairly well-educated bunch in terms of basketball acumen. True story, I was at the Bagel Nosh in Santa Monica the other day having some delicious smoked salmon, and there was these kids next to me. I don't think they were older than 10, 11 years old, and they were talking about, you know, player efficiencies and and over-under ratings, and it's just, it's just mind-blowing to see, you know, the range of Laker fans, young and old, talk about, like, really intense, like, statistics player rosters and everything, you know, but when it comes to the readers on my site, I mean, they're, they're just a general makeup of the city, you know, just, you, you have, you know, people who are just extremely critical saying, you know, we may not even make the playoffs. And then you have obviously the true diehard Laker fans who are saying that we're going to win a championship this year. Well, the outlook is good. If LeBron and AD stays healthy, I mean, their chance right now in a wide open NBA because Golden State obviously has had major changes to their roster. And right now, Toronto has also had major changes to their roster as well. So with all that going on, there's now a chance for one team to go ahead and burst out of that pack from what we're talking about. With most experts, I'm sure you've also investigated thoroughly as well with about, what, six, maybe even seven teams in the West that can buy realistically for the top spot in the West and another two in the East because pretty much everybody in the East has said or indicated, and from what I'm seeing as well and what I'm gauging, that it's just down to Milwaukee and Philadelphia. So I ask you, my friend, thinking of all that in the context of what it is, I want to hear your thoughts on what 2019-2020 should look like for the Los Angeles Lakers, even with a very competitive Western Conference, even with what we see going on in the Eastern Conference, at least your thoughts on where things stand with the Lakers and where they will go from here. Yeah. Well, you know, barring injuries, and of course that's always the major asterisk, barring injuries, the Lakers should be in the top three in the West, you know, along with Denver, Clippers, I mean, even Portland, they're going to be legitimate, Utah Jazz. I mean, but I think the Lakers are going to be at least in the top three. And that's really all they, they just need to get into the playoffs because once they're in the playoffs, LeBron's going to work his magic and he is so hungry to get back and to make a statement after missing the first year after eight straight years in the playoffs. You know, and there's no other duo in the NBA right now that's going to be as strong as AD and LeBron, not even close when it comes to their size, strength and their abilities and, you know, obviously their experience. Again, the Clippers, you know, even though we're all Laker fans, you know, the Clippers, they're just immensely strong. They have Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Montrose Harrell, and they have chemistry. So it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I think those two teams are really going to be duking it out in the West. 
Oh, absolutely. That's some great insight. I think a lot of teams can buy for that Western Conference top spot. I think the Lakers are definitely in the mix. And you're right, it is based off of health with LeBron and AD. But when it comes to playoffs time, you and I both know it's all about matchups, 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 and who matches up better against who. And with AD and LeBron in a seven-game series, they're very hard to match up against. I mean, LeBron and AD are very smart on the ball, out there on the court, and they can go ahead and exploit weaknesses of other teams once they get used to seeing what they're seeing out of their opponents. So I hear you on that, definitely. And there are a lot of great teams in the West. And I'll tell you what, right now, there's just a lot of good things going on playoff-wise. And there's a lot of great things going on in the Western Conference. And I just think it's so competitive. It's fun to see. But I want to hear your thoughts finally on this. LakersNews.com does provide the fans out there a great source of information on the Lakers. But you tell me in your own words why people need to check out your awesome site, LakersNews.com. Well, LakersNews.com is it's going to be just a great blog. You know, we've been working on it for a few years. And really what we want to do is just have it a little bit more edgy, a little bit more fun and more opinion than just kind of straight news. Right now, there's a lot of straight news that we're getting in there, you know, just a lot of statistics, but we're getting some new and interesting writers that are writing some kind of more fun insights into what's going on with the Lakers. That is once again, LakersNews.com. You got to check out everything that's going on today at LakersNews.com. As you expand your site and get a new base of writers in there for you, that sounds really intriguing. As a fellow writer myself who's written from everything from the Lakers to pop culture, I know how it is where you have people that want different things from different people as far as what they read and what they see. So that's great to hear that you're expanding your site in so many different ways. But how can they get a hold of you if they have any questions directly, whether email, whether through the Twitter or any social media out there? They could just reach me at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at LakersNews.com. It's all right there, and they can just ask you any questions on the show. You know what, Darren? It's just been awesome again. You know, we could always have a conversation about anything breaking down, Western, Eastern Conference, all that, because we could talk for hours if we wanted to. But right now, I just wanted to go ahead and bring you in, and hopefully you will want to become a regular guest on the show. I would love to have you on because your insight is extremely valuable, and I look forward to hearing more from you this Lakers season. Thank you so much, Gerald. It was an absolute pleasure and I'd love to come on anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for being part of the show, part of the program right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.